All right, what's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the American Discovery Tour podcast. This week, we're going to be talking about our adventures through the state of New York. You excited to talk about this, Don? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's, a, that's, <laughs> not, that's the wrong state of accents. Oh, let's get a slice of pie. <laughs> we can't do New York accents. No, we'll, it was horrible. We'll try. No. Um, <laughs> get a slice uh, I don't know how to do know. it. I don't know. I don't have no idea. Um, but yeah, it's going to be a special episode. We're going to have a, we have a special gift for this episode that was given to us uh, by a friend. And so we'll break that out. We'll enjoy that. And if you're not already, like this podcast, follow this podcast, wherever you're watching or listening to this podcast, make sure you're subscribed so that you can hear about the adventures. And just remember, the whole point of this is just to learn about different types of people. We both really think it's important and valuable and honestly just a lot of fun to learn about different types of people throughout our country, to start to get curious about you know, what makes us different, what makes us the same, and see what happens when we embark on a journey to do that. So definitely follow along, subscribe to this, and leave some comments wherever you're at. Let us know what you think of this, what you want to hear, any adventures you'd like us to get into along the way as well. That being said, let's dive right. in. Can you break out our gift? Yep. This is a bottle of whiskey from uh, Ironweed. It's uh, Albany Distilling Company. Uh, thank you so much, Albany Distilling, for giving us this. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, we'll talk a little bit more about it, but we ran into a guy who uh, helps with the sales side of this company, yeah. and we talked to him for about an hour in a, in a bar, and it's actually the bar where we filmed our Pennsylvania podcast. Yeah, he was gracious enough to he said he liked what we were doing. He said he wanted to give us something and sent us home with... But we haven't tried it yet, so... Yeah, yeah we're breaking this out for you guys. So if you're watching right now, we're giving it a little smell here. Smells delicious. Smells pretty good. I haven't had any alcohol in 10 days because I've been on antibiotics for a bug bite. But I am now free. I am clear. I am hopefully... Good to go. And these are like two ounce glass. We have so. these amazing uh, <laughs> high-end uh, large shot large glasses. shot glasses <laughs> because it's better than plastic. It's better than plastic. <laughs> I love it. We will not be shooting this. No, um, no, no. Just pop that back there. Yeah. Uh, Today's podcast is sponsored by Ironweed Whiskey. <laughs> Cheers. Not bad. Not, Not it bad. Re it reminds me of, there's something it reminds me of. Is there, is there rye whiskey? No, I don't think so. No, straight bourbon. Interesting. A little, okay. little smoky. To be bourbon doesn't have to be in Kentucky. Uh, I thought that I was a rule that I it had to be. I think that's whiskey that has to be in Kentucky. <laughs> it's whiskey. I don't know the All rules. Right. I, we don't know the rules, but it's not bad. It's very smooth. Mm -hmm. Light taste. Yeah. Cool. Well, that being said, New York. Yes, we did go to the Big Apple, but before we went there, we ventured around a couple different places. Mm -hmm. Our first stop, we rolled into a place with a lot of character. I, would I mean, say a so. lot, right? A lot I would of say character. So. Where we go, Don? Went to Troy, which is just outside of Albany. If you're not familiar with the area, it's actually about 15 minutes outside of Albany. Uh, we we stayed with a wonderful guy. His name's Lance uh, or Russ. He has two names. He has two, he has two names. He does have two names. Rolled right in. It was a great time. Uh, we met met up with him, and we went directly to eat at the Ruck. At the Ruck. Yeah. Summer burgers. Ooh, one of the best burgers I've actually ever had. Highly recommended. Highly recommend. A delicious IPA. And it was pretty cool, right? Because we sat and talked to, what was it, the general manager? Mm-hmm. Yep. I don't remember her name. Do you? I do not. I do not. You did magic for yeah, her. Yeah, did magic. Uh, the, the server actually expressed how much she doesn't like magic because it makes her feel uncomfortable. But then... After, after saying that, she came back and wanted to see more. So that was kind of cool. I um, feel like maybe she might have not necessarily like conquered a fear, but of 
and uh, at least an, maybe maybe an insecurity. I think you're right. What is it? What is it like as a performer? So if you guys don't know, Donovan's a magician. He's been performing all over the place. And what's it like for you when you perform for someone and they don't, like you can tell they don't like it or it kind of bothers them or disturbs them? Well, a lot of times if I, if I, feel some, if I think somebody is feeling uncomfortable, I'll end up either pulling away. Um, doesn't, I don't usually, they don't usually tell me that they feel uncomfortable. That was interesting. It was like one of the first few times that I would say somebody was actually vocal about how it made them not, how they didn't enjoy it. Um, how does it make me feel? Uh, honestly, uh, uh, like the slightest bit sad because usually what I, what I think it is in those times, it's they think that there's like a, a battle of wits or like a mental game going on, like that I'm trying to get one over on them, and I'm not. I, I completely do this because I enjoy it, uh, because I think it's fun, and I want to provide a good experience for somebody else. Yeah, I've seen you perform a lot. That, that's obviously clear. And yeah, I can see that. I, it does seem like that. They almost kind of look at you like, like you're like against them in some way, just a little bit. Yeah, I try to, I, for, that, for that purpose, I try to avoid saying, hey, would you like to see a trick? It's uh, because like trick, it's like I'm gonna trick you, I'm gonna fool you. And it's like, yeah, yeah, it's gonna hopefully happen. But that's not, that, that, that like rhetoric is kind of, almost feels like it sets somebody at odds earlier than they need to be. Yeah, yeah, I think that's a good point. Yeah, wow. That was an interesting, it was a fun experience. We also mm -hmm. got into a really intense, I want to talk to you about it. I don't, mm -hmm. I don't know if we've talked about it on the podcast just yet, but got into a pretty intense political discussion that night. Yeah. And we were just talking about different things related to politics. And um, one of the questions we're trying to figure out on this tour, and you know, if you're listening to this, feel free to give us your input on this. We're trying to figure out, should we be having political conversations or not? Does it help us really get to know about other people to have those conversations? Does it help us share about who we are? Or does it actually detract from that? And New York was one where we had a lot of, a lot of political conversations. Um, it was, welcomed. Yeah, they were yeah, all welcomed. welcomed but what was... What was your experience of the political conversation, especially like Troy? Troy is where we, we mm -hmm. had a lot. If you haven't been to Troy, it is a very progressive town, but it's also really rough. Mm -hmm. um, it's been through a lot, and so it's a lot of coffee shops and bars and local art, and it's really cool, but it's really rough around the edges too. And so there's, there's just a lot of character there. And so we had a pretty good talk there. What, what was your thoughts on, on all that? So I usually restrict my political conversations for in safe circles, usually uh, around people who I'm not afraid to disagree with. Uh, disagreeing with somebody who I just met is a little, um, it's a potential like tension builder that I usually, I usually try to avoid myself. Um, yeah, me too. Yeah. <laughs> it's not true. <laughs> um, but I, I would say as long as both parties want to have the conversation, I think they're okay to have. I do feel that when, when people start, and outside of what we've talked about before, but like when people start talking over each other, that's when you lose a lot of the efficiency of that conversation. Unless somebody is saying like, you said this, and are you you're saying this, and you're just like, no, that's not what I said at all. If you're trying to clarify, that's one thing. But if I start spouting a point, and then you're, for instance, interrupting me, or vice versa, I feel like if somebody doesn't get their whole point out, then the point is probably missed. 
And some people can talk for hours and hours and not ta stop talking, and then they'll end up just talking at you as opposed to with you. So I, I don't know. I don't know either. It was really interesting because the one of the people we were with asked my opinion on a political figure. Um, they asked my opinion on Jordan Peterson, and they asked me what the guy was about. And the conversation, like, it started there and it was really productive, but then it kind of got to this point of like, there's something I've heard a lot of people say, which is like, I can't understand how someone would do X, Y, or Z thing or, or say X, Y, or Z thing. And they hit a point where they just can't understand a reasonable motive for why somebody would do what they did. And that's where I see the conversations get, they, they just, they can't imagine it for some reason. Um, and I'm sure I've had that happen too. And that's where it seems like it, it, it almost becomes a conversation that it's really hard to get out of because you want to like solve or create a resolution or have like a positive ending to the conversation. But you're, neither of you are really even talking about something that you both believe. You're like talking about what other people believe sometimes. Mm -hmm. It's really hard. But that's something that I, I want to keep paying attention to over the tour is like, how do we talk productively about politics, especially for people who that is a huge part of who they are. Yeah, it's hard to like not get stuck on in in any conversation where two people miss, nece might necessarily disagree. It's hard to not get stuck on like the merry-go-round of like, oh, it's time to get off this merry-go-round, and then it's like, ah, just one more time around. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. It just sucks you back in. I think you're right. What was your favorite thing about Troy? I would probably say I love pizza, right? I think that's what it was called. Yeah, I love pizza. Uh, I mean, Troy. Lance. Lance was definitely the, probably my favorite part. He was just so fun. I got to hang out with him for like half a day. Uh, he was doing work. I was doing work, but really inspired me because he's a creative. As, as am I, and one thing that he does is he actually like hangs his artwork. He prints his artwork for one, but let alone hangs it around his house. Almost every piece of uh, art was a photo that he had taken at some point in time. I think of one specifically was this, I was like a tunnel that he was in, and I, I think it was a tunnel or something. It was, there was an archway, and there was this tram that was ru running through and he snapped like five photos, and he five, maybe four photos, and he had them all lined up next to each other. So he caught the front of it, a couple of the middle, and then one of the back, and he had them. It almost looked like, it almost looked like it was like a giant panorama of like a subway car, but it wasn't, it was one, it was one location of four different times, but it, was, it told a story, and I really liked that. Yeah, I did. I liked how his art told stories, and I liked how he he took his art to full completion, like mm -hmm. to print, like you just said. He was a really cool guy. We were all making music. We made up a song together. Yep. Um, yeah, it's we made recorded. up a song about Troy. <laughs> uh, I don't think we're gonna share that song, but it was uh, it's pretty funny. We were like playing guitar in his house, and we enjoyed some we enjoyed some whiskey. He he mm -hmm. offered us some bourbon. Um, it was corked. It was. If you've was. never had corked bourbon, the, sometimes the cork disintegrates and it's really weird, but it still tasted fine. He was actually with us when we were given this bottle. Yeah, he was. Yeah, that was awesome. Um, good time. Yeah, I love Pizza New York. The best pizza I have ever had. Shrimp and sh uh, spinach pizza with a white sauce, and it was so good. Oh, man. This thing so was, it was a Sicilian pizza stacked probably this, this high. There was like 50 shrimp. There were so many shrimp on this pizza. Per slice. It looked like like the shrimp, like every bite had a piece of shrimp or or two. Oh yeah, at least one. And it was so cheap too. Yeah, it, it was, was cheap. like $17 for four, four slices. slices of pizza and two drinks. Yeah. Go to anybody, else, anybody else that owns a pizza shop and sells by the slice, go to New York and see how much you're overcharging. Yeah. Seriously. Yeah. It was wild. Troy was really good. Um, I think my biggest highlight is I coached from Troy. Mm -hmm. So uh, for, for those listening who don't know, I'm also a high performance coach. 
And what I end up doing is, is I lead people through really a process to help them uncover more about themselves and to really equip themselves to progress further in life. And we both use the coaching program that I, I teach. We used it to get ready for this tour. And there's some people I coach, I do it virtually. So every week I have to find a coffee shop or somewhere really good with Wi-Fi to sit down and be fully with somebody to coach them. And I was able to do it at this beautiful little coffee shop, had an extremely empowering conversation with uh, a guy that I coach and he also coaches me. And it was really enjoyable to see that you can really keep impacting people across, like every state we go to, I can keep these connections up and, and impact people. So that was pretty fun. Um, yeah, Troy is an A plus. I, I love that town, honestly. Um, it was a little scary, but I still love that town. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. Where we go next? Albany? Uh, we, we went into Albany. Yep, we did a tour of the capital. What did you think of New York's capital? Way smaller than what I would have expected. Um, just, just compared to, like, New York City and, like, other large cities. Uh, the fact yeah. that... And, we kind of ran into this with some other towns in the other states, but the capital isn't necessarily like the the metropolitan center, which feels kind of weird. It feels weird that it's Albany and not New York City, but I mean, yeah. it's just what it was before it blew up. Well, before it grew. Yeah. What did you think of the state house, though? The Capitol building. Yeah. Capitol building there. It's Capitol building there? Yes. Some capital. states it's Capitol building, some of them it's state house. Yeah. Um, it was really, really beautiful. I, I thought it, yeah, that's the one that was like, like a castle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, oh man, the architecture in that place, all of the, the spirals, not spiral staircases, but, um, like basically a spiral staircase, except for it was a square. Those, those corridors were just ridiculous. I couldn't imagine being a stonemason and carving busks four stories up in the air on scaffolding, let alone doing that over a hundred years ago. It was insane. Literally, that Capitol, Capitol building, it was so big. Yeah. It was huge. It was really fun. And I really liked the people we met while we were there. We had a decent-sized tour. Yeah. There was a couple who was on the tour with us, and we talked to them the whole time, and... People were really sweet there. It, it was, uh, when, when I think of New York, I think of like very hard-nosed, busy, kind of like I'm focused on my own thing. New York City, sure. Manhattan, yeah. Yeah, but not Albany. Albany, it's like a, a really enjoyable kind of, it felt pretty relaxed, mm -hmm. more than I had expected. It was also like outside of there was beautiful. The egg? The egg. The, the egg is a performance studio that's like really cool. Um, and then they the have huge the huge reflecting pool. Yeah, um, reflecting pool. I believe there's a museum or a, or a mm -hmm. is it, it's either a museum or it's an art gallery at the end of the reflecting pool. Yeah, museum. It's a museum. But yeah, it was beautiful. Albany was fun and beautiful Capitol building. Again, every time we go into those, I want to be a politician. It's so funny, like. I don't. <laughs> I don't know what it is. I walk in there and I just think to myself, I'm not a very political person, but I sit there and I'm like, wow. Like, when people come in here, they sit down to make huge decisions that affect so many people's lives. And I just, I think that's really incredible. Um, and I, I sit there and I'm like, I would love to support that in a good way, in a positive way. Um, which maybe that's not good, maybe that makes me a narcissist. I know people hiring narcissism are more likely to run for pol political office, but I, thought, I just think it's inspiring. Um, so yeah, that was cool. I really mm -hmm. liked Albany. Yeah. We weren't there that long though. No, we, it was raining too a little bit. Yeah. Um, we, were, we were only there for, I don't know, four or five hours maybe. And then from there we went up on to 
well, not really, we didn't really go into the town, but basically to Syracuse yeah. with Don and Charlie. Oh my gosh. Yeah, so we leave the capital and we go to this. <laughs> this is so funny, man. Most beautiful couple. This, it's, we stayed with this couple. Um, it's an older gay couple. They're both in their 70s. And these guys are like the nicest, kindest, most buff yeah. dudes I've ever... <laughs> their, their health age is probably like 45. Oh my God. They were, they were just these huge buff guys and they were, they were just sweethearts. Like, oh my goodness. Don. Don. Charlie described Don as a Italian mom and... <laughs> And I would it like, it's like, oh, do you have enough food? Do you want more? Do you want more of this? Do you want some cookies? Here's some cookies. Do you want some more food? Here's some cookies. Do you want some more cookies? Do you want another cookie? I, <laughs> I ate so many cookies. Um, he just kept giving me cookies. They were me very too. good. Me too. They were so good. They were good. Yeah, they cooked us dinner every night. They made us food. They, they, cooked, they refused to let us eat anywhere but their house. Mm -hmm. They took us in um, for a couple days. We got this beautiful room king-size bed to share, mm -hmm. which is great. And we just had it made. We had everything. Their, their outdoor, their like back deck was just awesome. They have like a zen garden, uh, a koi, koi pond with probably a dozen koi fish. And let's see, like one, two, three, four, I think five different bird feeders and you could just sit out there and see all kinds of wildlife from squirrels, chipmunks, frogs, the, the koi fish, and then probably a half dozen to a dozen different breeds of birds. Yeah, it was amazing. They, they, they built this beautiful oasis, and what was amazing about it is they love to share it with people. So they, they, participate in the same website we've been using to find places to stay, couchsurfing.com. And they have like 300 people that they've hosted or something crazy like that. Mm -hmm. And they have pictures with every group they've hosted. They just love to bring people into a communal space and like share stories with each other and share life lessons with each other. And it, it was really amazing. That night we just stayed up talking and learning about each other and talking about life and it was really impactful. Yeah, they uh, at one point, I believe Charlie had put on a slideshow of all the pictures from one of their. Um, it was, it wasn't there when they toured the world. I think it was when they toured. I don't know, it might have been part of their world tour. It was their world tour. Because there was things from, I believe, Australia, India, um, a whole bunch of other places in there. And they just told us the stories of all of these different pictures. And that's, as, as a photographer, that's one thing I really like is um, not necessarily, like pictures, if you make take a good picture, great, great snap, double tap that on Instagram. But to hear the story of either how you got on top of that mountain or how you where that that elephant actually came from or the story of just any any picture is really awesome to me yeah and there were so many and one thing i learned from those guys especially is go travel i mean they both work tons of full-time jobs and they have families that they had before they had gotten together mm -hmm. and they still made that time to go travel the world, to go experience the world. And it was clear they were so wise from the travels that they had. That's one thing I've learned from these people who've traveled a lot mm -hmm. and seen other parts of the world. They're so, so much better at just receiving new people. They're relaxed when people come in. They're relaxed when meeting people because they're so comfortable meeting different types of people. It was cool. And then I think uh, you went to the gym with them. Oh my gosh. <laughs> the next day. Oh my gosh. Or earlier that day. I went to the gym with these guys. My goal is to go to the gym once per week. Like find a gym, stay in the gym. Because I made a promise to myself when I was 15 that I'd never stop working out. That I'd always take care of my body. 
because I know that I knew that when people got out of high school or college, they just quit doing that. So I just made myself a promise. I'd never quit doing that. And I've upheld that promise. So I got to find ways to exercise on this tour. So they're like, you can go to the gym with us. That's fine. It was hilarious. We've got these two giant buff guys. And then me, I'm, I'm a little guy sitting in between them in their big pickup truck. And so like we're sitting in there. I, oh, it's beautiful. You got big Charlie who's like, I mean, he's giant guy. He's bald, right? Yeah. Yeah, he's bald, like real rough guy. You got Don who's like big buff and he's he's Italian and he's just kind of pretty intense and kind of all, all going. And you got me over here in the middle and like we're hitting bumps and stuff and I'm bumping in between Charlie and I'm bumping over to Don and we're just, we're just, it's, I'm laughing. They got like their hands outside the windows and I'm like, this is great guys. Like they're, they're, they're like, just like, yeah, buddy. Taking us, uh, taking us to the gym. We get there for a three hour workout. These guys are in their 70s, a three-hour workout. They do not stop. And so we're, t- we're like saying what's up to everybody at their local gym, putting me through this workout. I was sore all week. The powerhouse um, gym, right? No, it's a, oh. some weird like little local gym. Okay. They got a couple franchises. But it was so fun. I mean, they it, we'd be like sitting there doing like whatever lift we were doing, taking turns and just chatting. And I learned a lot about them. We talked a lot about fitness, and we talked a lot about equipping yourself for life and taking your time with life and not trying to do everything in one day or one week, but really taking time to think about what you really want in life and falling in love with the process. In the gym, for them, that was, you know, Charlie used to be a personal trainer. He retired mm-hmm. from personal training. Still have some clients, I'm pretty sure. He might, yeah. His, his big thing was to just take your time as you're going about it so you don't hurt yourself, but also so you can enjoy that progress and you can keep making it. And they were super strong, too. Mm-hmm. Um, Wouldn't doubt it. They were super strong. And I enjoyed working out with them. It was really fun. Went to the grocery store after. They were bickering at the grocery store because Don always takes way longer than he says it's going to be. Um, and it was so funny. Like, they were, like, 70-year-old couple, like, bickering. You always take these. Don's like, i got to find the one thing. They moved it from the one aisle. <laughs> they always move it from the aisle. It was on the end cap. It used to be right here, the big Parmesan cheese. Now it's not here. And he's all mad. And Charlie, Charlie goes to the grocery store or the checkout. And I sit, sit there with Charlie. And he's like, he's like, Don said, he's like, it'll be another 10 minutes. Like, he's, he's like, I already know. You just got to know. Um, but it was a great trip. It was a really amazing trip, spending time there, and uh, just experience their life with them, their daily routine with them. It was beautiful. They do that three days a week. That's what they, what they do, and it was beautiful to just be in that with them, you know, like a Great. fly on the wall type of thing. Yeah, so we got back from the amazing gym grocery store session that took like four and a half hours. I was dying of, like, I was so hungry and tired, and I... Th- think I ended up taking a nap I crashed hard yeah I crashed real hard we uh I was I was editing that whole time and then I think we had stir fry that night Ed, we had some delicious stir fry um and it was a fun night because we had dinner it was really enjoyable and then for every pe- person that we stay with we feature them on our Instagram in a story we talk a little bit about our experience with them, what we learned from them. And we also ask them, like, what's a core value or life lesson that they try to live their life by? And we asked this question to both of them, and Don took it so seriously. Mm-hmm. He was like, I got to think about this. And he went outside with a pad of paper and a pen and was trying to figure that out. And I walked out there maybe like, 15 minutes into him heading out there and I ended up joining him and we just talked about the life that he had had and and he had had a crazy life I mean he'd been married he had several children and he was trying to help his children cultivate a, a decent life for themselves and he mentioned something that really really hit um where he said he always tried to get his children to see the good in what people were saying or to acknowledge the good in people. 
And he mentioned there's some people in the world that he just he didn't really like that much. And then his children were saying, but dad, you know, you taught us how to, that we got to see the good in them or, or we got to look for these things. And I really appreciated the way he said that because he, he took all of his life lessons and what he'd been trying to do with his life so seriously because he really cared about bettering the world, about creating a place that was better for people. For Don and Charlie, you know, they're 70 years old. They're a gay couple. When they, you know, realized they were gay, that wasn't like a normal thing to just say, oh, I'm gay. It, it was not something that you did. They both went on and got married and had wives and had families because they thought that's just what you do back then. And that, that was really interesting to hear them talk about. That's what it was, just how it was. Mm-hmm. And they didn't think anything of it. It wasn't like they're secretly sitting here thinking, I want to do something else. They're like, this is just the way it is. I think they were both, they were, were they both military as well? Yeah, they both went into the military. Um, and then later they, they realized that. They, they had figured it out, they kind of knew, but then they, they made those decisions. And hearing them talk about the transitioning of that in their lives, figuring that out, telling their kids mm-hmm. about that, especially Don, I didn't hear Charlie talk about it. But he was so thoughtful in the way that he shared that with his children and kind of allowed his own personal development and and life story to develop the way he wanted to, but also did it mindfully of of trying to help his kids understand too. And it just showed he was so thoughtful about everybody. And I just thought that was amazing. Um, This person just has such a big heart and cares about everybody so much. Oh, yeah. So that was cool. I, I gotta tell you, doing this tour, this is incredible. I mean, it's scary as heck. We go out here, we stay with random strangers that we find on this like website, basically, or that we might know from someone, but we've stayed with all strangers. Mm-hmm. And they all, almost always have an amazing story. We've stayed with the furthest liberal you could possibly get to some of the very conservative people that you could possibly find. And, and we've stayed with religious people, not religious at all people, and you'll hear more about those stories through all these podcasts. But what we're learning is these people have a heart. <laughs> like that's a thing, and in the people we meet on the streets, they have a heart. Mm-hmm. Everybody I've talked to, they really they have things they care about, and and they they will care about you if you show that you care about them. A lot of the time, yeah. So that's all I have to say about that. And Don and Charlie, that really that really opened my eyes. Yeah, thank I'll you, Don and Charlie. Yeah, was, thanks, Don and Charlie. It was especially after like the long week we had before to be able to sit back for a little bit and just enjoy the the beautiful home they built and the oasis in their backyard was really rejuvenating for me at least i mean you got a crazy workout but <laughs> i was beat up by the end of it but it was great i really loved it so where we go from don and Chuck? Was, was that song i really like in New York. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Some Alicia Keys? Yeah, it's like... Right? New York. What is it? It's, uh, Concrete jungles make you feel brand new. Yeah, I'm going to do... I'm going to get... Should I have a, spodca- <laughs> uh, a, a singing podcast as well? Oh, give, me, give me a shot of this. I think oh, I, can, boy. I can do it. Can do a little um, freestyle. Yeah. <laughs> That's funny. I was actually... Never mind. <laughs> um, yeah. But yeah, no, we went to, to Weehawken, which is... We cheated, technically, in New Jersey, but it was right across the river from Manhattan. It was just way cheaper to stay there with uh, Davina. With Davina! Friends, I would like, friend that you've had for a while, actually the first time you guys met. In person, in person. Yeah. yeah. Actually, we've never been video called, so face-to-face first mm-hmm. time. How did you, how'd you meet Davina? I was on her podcast. She created a podcast called, it, called Turning Pain Into Power, she doesn't have that anymore, but uh, she like had a great Instagram, and somehow like through mutual friends or whatever, I was following her. She was super inspiring. She's an amazing person. She lost a ton of weight, and she transitioned into learning how to think about food in a way that served her, and think about her body in a way that served her. And that's a story that so many people I think can fit with is having a really rough relationship with how they look or how they feel in their body 
and trying to come to peace with that and also make progress and become a little bit more of, of who they like to be in a healthy way. And that was her. I mean, mm -hmm. she's, she's incredible. And she had me on her podcast about just taking rough life circumstances. And um, for people who don't know my backstory, I, I won't give it all here, but maybe in a future episode, if people would like that, I'd do that. But I've just had a lot of life challenges that I've gone through, and I've lost a lot of people, and I've had a story that a lot of times people would expect you don't turn out too well when you go through those life circumstances. And through several amazing people in my life, I was able to have a really great life and, and make a great story. And so I was on her podcast for that, and we've stayed in touch. And finally, you know, I knew she lived in New York City for several years. She was now staying right across the border, but basically spends all her time in New York. Mm -hmm. So we did it. Mm -hmm. We showed up. Yep. New York was awesome. I could 100% live in New York City. Yep. What is it about New York, New York City, that makes you want to live there, makes you want to settle down there? I don't, I don't know if... So the words settle down <laughs> um, might be a little different for New York. Uh, I don't know if you can settle down too much there, but uh, I, I, I wish I'd have had more time. I wish I'd have had more time to run around. But I would say, for one, oh, I just love a beautiful skyline. That, that hits me. And to be able to, to look out across the river and see, and I actually went out and watched the sunrise one, one morning um, went out there to film a time lapse for a vlog, and man, it was beautiful to watch that happen. And then I just love the idea there's so many things to do. You can kind of honestly do your own thing. Like as a performer, there's so many different places that I would have opportunities to perform. I could just, I could see it. I could see it happening. Wow. That's got to be great to to know that there's a place like waiting for you to just explore and take on at the end of this tour mm -hmm. if, if you so choose. Yeah, and and then being able to see that there are places maybe not necessarily living in New York City, but maybe living right across the river that are not as unobtainable as I would have expected them to be. Yeah. Um, and I, I think that's, that's, that felt really good to be like, oh, only a little bit more than what I was expecting to pay for a one bedroom in Columbus. So, wow, yeah. And for those of you who don't know, we're, we're coming from Ohio. We've mm -hmm. lived in Columbus for the last four years, um, and so when Don says that, he's he's talking about you know maybe I could make New York work. Um, I know you could make it work, man. Oh, yeah. I know that if you set yourself down there, you you could absolutely make New York work for you. Um, even if it did cost a little more. And that's great. I'm mm -hmm. glad you had that happen. Um, that was a wild city, man. Yeah, yeah, it was. Uh, you, uh, let's see, what, what did we do that next? What did we do the second day in New York? Well, the first day, we left something in the car that we needed. Ro oh, my goodness, yeah. I don't even remember what we left. It was, a, it was left. The, the pump for the air mattress. Yeah, so we were staying on an air mattress, and we left our pump in the car. And so we had to walk like a half hour after a really long day. We had to walk all the way down to the parking garage, which was like a 30-minute walk mm -hmm. there and then 30 minutes back, walking uphill. Both ways. Both ways. It, <laughs> you know what? <laughs> um, and it was, it was a lot. Um, but it was tough because I was not feeling well. No. Um, I had gotten a bug bite in Pennsylvania, possibly got infected. Um, don't know what happened. But... I was not feeling well at all in New York. And I think the first day, we just went out. Like, I didn't even, yeah. I was, I was doing, feeling better than, I, not great, but I was feeling okay. And we went to a coffee shop. We went to that. Little cup, the, the, little, the chipped cup? It was a chipped cup. Yeah. Yeah, chipped cup um, in Harlem. We went to Harlem. Mm -hmm. Word. Um, feels the right thing to say. Uh, Harlem's cool. I loved yeah. it. Um, I think it technically isn't, I think Davina said it wasn't technically Harlem anymore. It was like, 
Oh, it's an, it's it's got a new name. Oh yeah, because there's like Harlem, another... like they they took like part of Harlem and part of like another borough and like made a new one. Yeah, you're right. But it was Harlem. It was Harlem. Um, if you're in Harlem and you're like Chip Cup's not Harlem, please tell us where it was. We're very sorry for offending you. Yes. Yeah. Um, though if you live in Harlem, you might not. You probably don't care what we say. Um, <laughs> you're probably like whatever. But it was cool. Um, I really like that. that place. The the baristas in there, those girls were just so excited and happy. And one of them was an actress, so I guess that's mm -hmm. common in New York. Um, a lot of actors and actresses and performers who also have day jobs doing stuff like that. And so they were just high-spirited, super vibrant, very enthusiastic, um, which is my kind of people. So it was really fun. And uh, it was just a great time. Yeah, uh, ended up going. I don't know if you ended up going. Did you go back to the bout? Yeah. Could you go back to the patio out back? Yeah, the garden. The garden. Yeah. Yeah. Went back there, uh, filmed the section for the vlog. Turns out something happened to my audio cut out, but there was a cat. There was like a, there was like a coffee shop cat that was hanging out back there. I don't know if it was for the coffee shop or not, but it was just just chilling on one of the tables. It was pretty awesome. That's yeah. I guess there's a lot of coffee shop cats that that hang out in New York too. Mm -hmm. That's awesome. Bodega Cats is the other one. Yeah, yeah, Bodega Cats. Yeah, that was awesome. Um, that night we played the Goofy game. Was we, Goofy yeah, game. was it that night? Or was it the that next was, night? Well, I think we... It's the next night. It was the next night? I think so. We, we stayed... Okay. Yeah, we stayed two nights. We stayed Thursday and... Oh, Thursday and Friday. Yeah, so it would have been Goofy Movie that you're night. You're right. Yeah, okay. So yeah, we played a Goofy Movie game. Yes. Um, if you're not familiar with the Goofy Movie, it's a great movie from, uh, I don't know, 2002 maybe? Something like that. <laughs> Something like that. Um, so, you know how we ended up playing that game? Yeah, I, I remember how. Because you, you had seen it. Well, what happened right before that? Oh, I don't the know. The magazine. Oh, she had an NSYNC magazine. If you're not familiar with NSYNC, it's a boy band from like 1999 through the early 2000s. Uh, it was all the rage. My first CD was Circus Circus by NSYNC. I was back. Oh, go on. Well, it's, it's what had Bye 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 on it, the most famous song ever. Yeah, I was at Backstreet Boys so yeah. on that at that time. So yeah. thanks but to my cousin giving me all three Backstreet Boys CDs. Love it. Um, but yeah, so I was reading that and saw the Goofy movie game. And I'll tell you, I, I don't think I told you this, but I had a suspicion that nobody would play this game. Like, Really? Yeah, I was like, I bet you this is a game that she has purchased. Davina, if you're listening to this, which I'm sure you're listening you're probably to this. Listen I'm to sure this. you're listening to this. I had a suspicion that nobody would, um, talking to you, Davina, I had a suspicion that that game would not get played unless somebody brought up, we need to play this game. And so I really did. I was sitting there, I was like, I bet it could really make Davina's day if we played this game. And so that was kind of me thinking, let's do it. That's um, awesome. Yeah, and I also, I thought it'd be fun. Mm -hmm. I didn't think it'd be nearly as fun as it was. It was actually pretty fun. It was pretty fun. I mean, I, somebody won both games. You did. But uh, I didn't, I somebody. You, you did win both games. I did lose um, both games. But it was a super fun game, and it was a great time. And there were Bernie Sanders impressions going around, and it was very funny. I don't know why, because we were talking, I mean, maybe it was because Vermont was coming up next or something. Yeah. But it was such a good time. It was wholesome. And that's a part of this tour. Guys, that's life, right? Like, that's, the, that's life, is that you take these times to have these special moments with people. And sometimes those moments are really impactful. Sometimes it's a graduation. Sometimes it's a wedding. Sometimes it's a huge event. And sometimes it's just playing a goofy movie game with a couple friends. Something you didn't expect to do that night, maybe. And you get to know each other through that. You get to really be with each other through that. And that night, it was super wholesome. I think that was one of the most uniting things that we did, honestly. Yeah. And directly afterwards, shout out Davina. She hit Goofy Movie Trivia. Oh, my God. Like, to the 95th percentile, yeah. at least. She's amazing. She knows the, more about a Goofy Movie than anyone. We've aired this publicly now. If this podcast gets famous, she's going to be in trouble because everyone's yeah. going to know. But she should be proud of it. 
because it was it was absolutely incredible. Everything but like the most minute details, like what was the the prison number on somebody's shirt, yeah. or like what was the this sign that happened in the, the like most of the voice actors she knew every like object that we could talk about she knew like lyrics to the songs and everything she knew it all man it was great yeah that was super fun and then we stayed that night um and then saturday morning you did something amazing yeah um i went to urgent care and got medication um for my what i think was a bug bite or something it's doing better Um, right i'm healing up Healing up. Uh, we'll talk about a different podcast, but I broke my finger uh, later. Um, but not in New York, so we'll save that for the next week. But, yeah, I ended up going to the urgent care. I was not doing well. Mm-hmm. I, I you was. Didn't, you didn't look good. I was worried we were gonna, I was going to need to go back to Ohio um, after the first couple weeks. I was struggling. I'll be honest. I struggled really hard the first two weeks with what we were doing. Um, the first week, I had, like, panic attacks every week, every day. Um, the second week, we was dealing with the bug bite and things were adding up and I was really stressed out. Um, it's hard to go away from home and it's really hard to know you're going to be on the road for this long mm-hmm. um, and not have a home. For me, that's really tough, um, but I'm embracing that journey. And so that was good. And I really appreciate you guys because you guys took me to an urgent care. You dropped me off in a very nice part of a really cool place in Manhattan. And it was great. Really enjoyed it. And what did you go do? Yeah, went uh, with Davina, so she is a member of the board for an organization called Joy J, and I believe it's once a month they do this. They uh, come together and they put together care packages that they can give out to people in need. These care packages included things like uh, snacks, some some drinks, uh, clothing, some basic toiletries, and I think most importantly, each one of these care packages came with uh, one or two pieces of paper that gave resources. So it gave uh, the people, these people in need, locations where they could find shelters or food kitchens or places they can go and take a shower. And I really appreciated being able to, I got there, we were like the me and Davina were, I think, number four and five for people who showed up to help. So we were setting up tables. We were opening up boxes and getting like this whole assembly line set up so that uh, when I think the group of like 20, 20 to 30 people showed up, we were able to put together roughly 100 or 150 or something like that, little care packages. And... Uh, it was people from all over the city, people from, uh, it, was, it was all done out of a, a church, so people from the church, people from, uh, there was a couple kids that were, I say kids, high school kids that were there just doing community service. The one that was actually in the group that I went with um, was doing community service. They had to, he had to do community service for school, but he said, oh, I've already fulfilled my requirement. I just really like doing this. And I was like, wow, that was cool. Um, there was uh, three or four like actresses or dancers that were there that were just like wanted to do something good and help. And I just really like seeing this group come together of just all different walks of life, people from the city wanting to show people that were in need that they're people and that there's somebody out there that cares about them. But yeah, so we, we put all this together and then we uh, grabbed like four or five bags each and just set off in the city, just looking around all over the place. And we ended up, it was, it was a really hot day, so we didn't know where people were. They, uh, homeless people were not in, I guess, their normal spots. So we were carrying these bags for probably like an hour and a half before we all unloaded. And then after that, I think we, we met back up with you. And what was it like, like, when you gave the bags to the people? Like, because I don't know if I was homeless, how I would, I don't know if that would be amazing. I don't mm-hmm. know. I don't know. What was it like when you were giving them out? Everybody was super, super grateful. Uh, I'd say one 
one stood out to me. There was, uh, there was a guy sitting on the side uh, while me and Davina were walking to the church. And he like asked us how we were doing. And we're like, oh, good, really good, really good. And then we kept going, and Davina said, I really hope he's there when we come back. And sure enough, hour and a half, two hours later, we're walking down the street with the bags, and he's there. And he, Davina walked up to him and gave him a bag, and he was delighted. He was so happy, and he thanked us and offered, gave his blessings to us for all the good work. And he said, I hope you really keep doing what you're doing because it means a lot to a lot of people. Wow. That's huge. I, I love that. I love that we had an opportunity to do service. I wish I would have got to go. I wish you did too. It was great. I think that would have helped a lot for me too to just get out of my head. It was struggling that week. And I'm glad you guys did that. That was really cool. I saw some of the footage because I know you you videographed. Videographer. You videotaped. You video. You you vlogged the experience. I need to get that footage to Davina. Yeah. But oh you, my goodness. I you did that. some vlogging. Um, it was good. And it was uh, it was cool to see what you guys did. And we got like lunch together. We met our friend Will. Shout yeah. out Will. Will was awesome. Will, if you're on this, man, you were awesome. We really appreciate you. I'm sorry, personally, I was not feeling great that day. <laughs> I just got out of the urgent care. Uh, insurance does not go across the whole country, so I'm like thinking about the bill. But you were amazing. And we met Will. Will told us all these travel stories. Mm -hmm. um, about diving with sharks. Diving with sharks. Like I don't think that. he was diving with sharks. I thought so. No, I no, think it was his friend. Oh, his friend was diving with sharks? Yeah. Well, Will, we want to see you dive with some sharks. <laughs> yeah. But Will was really cool, and we got to just meet new people in New York. Um, that was amazing. You, one of the things we didn't touch, you went to a magic shop. Yes. Got yes. to meet some magicians. Went to Tannins, Tannins Magic, like world-famous magic shop in New York City. A uh, place that I had seen so many times on a screen, uh, being able to watch other people go into the shop and just to see a little piece of magic history was kind of cool. They had Houdini's bathtub, yeah. which, I mean, if you know anything about Harry Houdini, he was famous for escapes. He was an escape artist, like as much as he was a magician. So to think, how many times did he sit underwater and pick handcuffs in that bathtub? And how many times did he like undo shackles? And anything that you can imagine probably happened in that bathtub. Wow. That's huge. I mean, that's legend. Mm -hmm. that's, that's absolutely amazing. It was a good time. I enjoyed being in there, too. And it was good. New York City was really cool. Definitely want to go back. I've, I've been there a couple times now. Um, and every time, it's a huge city. But it was great to just be able to step into the city, meet really cool people, have a great time, share some special moments. And, and we finished New York. We left that night. We ended up grabbing a hotel um, on our way out that night just to rest up. And, but before we left, we there rolled. Was, there was one place we had to go do, go see again. We did. We had to roll back through Troy and get some of that pizza. We went back and got that shrimp and uh, spinach pizza. So good. Just it's, as good as the first time. Just as good as the first time. Rolled through, enjoyed that. It was an amazing, a truly amazing time. And I gotta say, New York was amazing. I learned a lot. It's a bigger state than you think. It's not just New York City. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of character there. There's a lot of different types of people there. And we just scratched the surface. I'm glad we did. Yeah. Learned a lot. All right, so now that we're done talking about it, let's just wrap up real quick and think about it. What do you, like overall, thinking about where we're at now past New York, once we get to the end of New York, what are you thinking? I would say the first thing that I would be thinking is, wow, two states done. I think this is possible. I think... I think we can do it. I really, I really do. There's, there's a lot of stress. There's a lot of everything and you could imagine going through our heads, at least for mine, but I'm assuming the same thing for you from what we've talked about. 
I really think that we can we can make it through this, and there's a. And then the other thing I would say is, there are so many, so many, so many, so many good people in this world, and people that really, really want to see good things happen and to see other people do good things. And I think we have an opportunity to do something that's really, really good. And I hope, at least I hope so. I hope that more than just me and you benefit from this. I love that. I think you're exactly right. I think that, I do think we can do this. Um, I think that the, we're doing it. Um, and every state that we we rack up, I realize that it's not just that we can make it through this tour, which I think is going to be a huge thing. Um, it's not easy. But we can progressively open ourselves up to learning about people. That's the real challenge of this tour, is that we can't just go out and stick in our comfort zone all day. We have to go out and actually meet people. And that's a requirement we put on ourselves, and it really has made a difference. I can't even count how many times I've been like, I just want to shut myself in today, not do anything. And then we go out, and it's like, we got to capture a story today. we got to meet somebody today. Mm -hmm. And they're, they're all around us. It's easy to learn about someone. It's not hard to learn about somebody. And when you do, I find that as soon as I get that story, as soon as I have that conversation, I feel so much better. All the things I was stuck in my head about or worried about, that story, as soon as I have that connection, all of a sudden I, I feel lighter. And I think that's what I'm learning is that there is a real power to getting to know other people, to caring about knowing other people, and to see how they feel when you take time to get to know them. Mm -hmm. I think everybody deserves to have someone listen to their story. And it's not that hard of a thing to do. It doesn't take forever. It takes 10 to 15 minutes. And you can make an amazing connection with someone. And it's worth doing. Um, I, I hope that we can continue to do that and to do it with people who we don't expect. Mm -hmm. To start stepping out into the people that we think maybe don't want to connect with us. That's what I want to challenge myself to do. I want to look out and see who do I think would not want to talk to me and talk to them. Because I want to test that out. I want to figure it out. Is it true? Do they really not want to talk to me? Or are they just in their head like I've been most of the day? And if we start a conversation five to ten minutes later, we'll all feel better. I don't know. But that's something that I, I walked away from New York thinking, especially with all the people around. So it was a good podcast. Guys, if you really enjoy, you know, what we're doing, we know we're new at this podcast. Like, we know we're just getting we, – you have something to say? Yeah, there's a question that you always ask that you didn't oh, ask. What's the question? So I'll ask it first. Uh -huh. So who is Mark? Mark is someone who needs to feel significant. Mark is someone who is very afraid of being alone. Mark, Mark doesn't need to be great or amazing. Mark needs to feel like he matters. And I, the more I realize this, the more I realize how vulnerable Mark is. And I think a lot of people face, I know a lot of people face this. As a psychologist, this is a fundamental human need. It's not, it's nothing to be ashamed of, but I'm experiencing it. Because I, I'm afraid if I get sick or if I get injured or, you know, I, I, don't have a lot of progress that nobody will want to talk to me sometimes. It's not true. I don't expect that of anybody I talk to. I care about every person that I've met. All these people, they haven't, it doesn't have to be anything magical. just want to get to know them. That's, that's okay. And I, but I understand now that that vulnerability exists within me. And I want to keep, I want to keep watching that develop. I want to see how, how long it stays that way. Um, Mark wants to be seen. That's what I learned from New York. Who's Donovan? So, in New York, I would definitely say 
that Donovan is, is somebody who cares about other people. Donovan is, uh, wants to be compassionate, but Donovan also sees that it's okay to not necessarily be that person yet. I mean, you gotta work towards something like that, but there's, there's, I, I keep, I'm, I'm thinking about one thing in particular, but I'm gonna talk about that in a second. But um, I would say Donovan is somebody who wants to share something with others. I would say that's what I'd say. Donovan, who Donovan is, wants to to share to share an experience with others and share part of himself. Yeah. And then I would say the other quick thing is, I don't know if we've asked this question of each other before for this, but what's maybe maybe you might have already answered it in that last one, but what's one thing that you've learned from New York? So I, I have another answer to that. One thing I've learned from New York is that, and I, I think this is really important. Um, as a psychologist, I care about this question a lot. We become different people when we start identifying with our ideologies. I, I really think, I watch this in the political conversations because we had political conversations with everybody we stayed with. And I watched this. There was this one type of interaction when we were just like talking or sharing experiences or travel stories or these things. But as soon as we got into the political realm, if, if somebody started to identify with their idea, like they were really trying to defend their idea or they were sure of their idea, they, they actually didn't seem very sure of their idea. But when they started to identify with their idea, it's almost like their eyes glossed over. And I don't know what I did because I, I couldn't see myself but I think we gotta be really careful about forgetting about the, like, when we're talking about ideas, because ideas I really think are important. I think that there are societies built on ideas. I think we gotta be really careful not to lose the human element, because I don't think it helps when we let go of that human element. When we're talking idea versus idea, as opposed to human to human about ideas, I think that's, that's, a, that's a dangerous place sometimes. And I, I learned that in New York a lot. Um, I want to connect it to human level right now. Yeah, don't want to forget about the, the other person that's on the other side of that conversation. Yeah, don't, don't lose yourself in your ideas. Mm -hmm. They're great ideas, but like, I, that's something I learned as a lesson for me. Don't, like I am not my ideas. My ideas are something that are, is happening to me or it's thoughts that I have about the world. It's my ideas about how things work and might work better, and that's great, and we, we all have them, but that's not all of who I am. Mm -hmm. So don't, don't forget that when you're talking about them. I think that's a lesson. That's what I'd say to myself. Don't forget that when you're talking about ideas. Keep the human element. I think that's important. How about you, what did you learn? I learned something a little more lighthearted than that. What I learned is that I'm gonna print my photos. <laughs> Yeah, I keep telling myself that I want to do it, and I want to hang them up. And just going through Lance's house was really inspiring to that. I'm going to print my photos when I get back. Not all of them, but I'm going to pick a couple that I really like, and I'm going to print them. And I, I put them up on my wallpaper on my computer, and it's like a cycling wallpaper every day. And I really like that, but yeah, I think I'm going to put them up on the wall. I love it, man. Awesome. Anything else for New York? No, I don't, I don't think so. Me neither. That's beautiful. Guys, if you're listening, that was New York. That's our second week of the American Discovery Tour. State two, completely done, and we've learned a lot. As we all know, a week in a state is not nearly enough, but it is enough to get an idea of what's going on. And so we learned a lot. 
We had amazing experiences. We want to share those experiences with you. This is just us talking about it. You're going to watch us evolve and grow. We're going to talk about things differently over time. And please engage with us on any of our social media platforms or on here. We're not just saying that because it's what you're supposed to say mm -hmm. when you do a podcast. We're not just saying, like, like, comment, subscribe, because... But you should totally do that. Yeah, you should <laughs> do it. But we're not just saying that because we're trying to get traction on, on this. We are. The stories we share on our social media, they're powerful. Mm -hmm. They're real people. And they could be you. And we think everybody's story should be shared in some capacity because it's a contribution to the story of the world. It's an important piece of what makes the world what it is. Um, but please engage, because we want to hear from you. We're out doing this. We know not everybody can do this. Most people can't. Mm -hmm. Who gets to take the end of their 20s to go travel the entire United States? I mean, you can build that into your life, but it's not easy. And we're doing it. We've put the work in. We want to share that experience with you. So engage with us. Tell us what you'd like to hear. Are there questions you have? you'd like us to answer or ask ourselves. We'll throw some of them up here. We'll, we'll start doing some questions from the audience type thing. And most of all, let's like, just have some fun with this. Uh, and thank you. Yeah. yeah, thank you. It's been a great time. We're excited. Next week, we're going to talk about Vermont, tell you about how, uh, we've already been there, to, uh, uh, tell you about how I broke my finger. And uh, it'll be a great time. We've got some crazy stories from Vermont. Uh, a little bit of a legal action, a little bit of a, uh, not on our part necessarily, but it was pretty crazy, and mm -hmm. we're excited to share with you. So till next time, guys, we appreciate you. Absolutely subscribe to our podcast. Give us a review if you're watching on any platforms where you can do that, and we'll see you next week. Cheers. Cheers. <laughs>